0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So yesterday was a big day on the market. It may not have seemed like it, but almost 60 players were non-tendered ahead of the 8 p.m. Eastern deadline. Non-tendered means that your team decides that they're not going to offer you a contract and that immediately makes you a free agent. And yeah, that's what happened. So a, a lot of players, almost 60, I think it was 58 to be exact. Sorry, 56 players became free agents just like that. So I'm going to talk about the the eight new free agents to keep an eye on. And jumping right into it, number one is Kyle Schwarber. He was non tendered by the Cubs yesterday, and Chicago decided to cut him loose rather than pay him in his final year of arbitration. So that sends him into the, opening, into the open market, entering his age 28 season. I mean, he had a pretty subpar offensive year this year, 701 OPS. Um, although he did have 11 home runs, but I mean, he had a career high 38 homers and an 871 OPS just the year before in 2019. So he's the top guy in this list, in my opinion, just because he's only, you know, a season removed from an outstanding year in 2019. So a lot of teams are likely to try to add Kyle Schwarber to their lineup. I mean, naturally, you would think that American League teams are going to be more interested, because of the DH, especially if the DH doesn't return to the NL for 2021. I mean, the Cubs say they'd still be interested in bringing Schwarber back as well, but how often do you see that? That's really rare. Whenever a team non tenders a player and the player becomes a free agent, it's very rare for that team to go out and sign that guy back, because what it means is that they're going to have to sign him back at a lower cost than, you know, what he was initially set to make, and usually players are able to find a better deal at on another team. So it's it's rare. I highly doubt the Cubs are going to get him back. Another surprising non-tender here is Adam Duvall. So this one is really surprising because Duvall put together a really nice season, 16 homers and an 833 OPS in 57 games. But the Braves decided not to keep him in his third arbitration eligible year where he would have gotten a raise from this year's salary of $3.25 million. So whatever team signs, signs Adam Duvall, I mean, they're not only going to have him for 2021, but also in 2022, if they choose to keep him, because he's going to have a fourth year of arbitration eligibility. He must have been like a super two guy or something. What do they call it? Yeah. Super two arbitration, meaning um, he hit arbitration a year earlier than most because he had the service time requirement. But a guy with big pop in his bat. And I'm surprised that the Braves didn't bring him back for what would have been, what, like four or five million dollars? Um, I guess they want to keep flexibility in their outfield. It's, it's crazy how cheap some teams go, because where are you going to find a bat like that? That 833 OPS, where are you going to find that for, for that price, for that same price or cheaper? Right? Good luck with that. But that's what they decided to do. Next guy on this list is someone I talked about yesterday was Eddie Rosario. Talked about it a lot yesterday. So based on his $7.75 million salary he got last year, he was probably going to flirt with around $10 million this winter. And the Twins decided to let him go rather than pay that price. I mean, the only issue with him is his defense. His bat is really good, but his defense and, you know, undisciplined free swinging approach at the plate, which leads to poor on base skills. But he has, you know, good pop in his bat and, you know, a pretty solid average. He doesn't He just, you know, doesn't control the zone much. He doesn't walk enough and things like that. No more Mazzara is the next one. So he was one of two non-tenders by the White Sox. The other was Carlos Rodon, but uh, Noam had one season in Chicago. It was a huge disappointment. He had just one home run with a 589 OPS in 42 games. So he, he's just obviously coming off a really, really, um, really rough year. But he's still 25 years old, and he averaged 20 homers in 134 games in each of his first four seasons with the Rangers. So there should be number of teams who were willing to give him a chance as he still hasn't entered his prime yet. So, yeah, it, just the the White Sox were not comfortable with keeping him around. Next guy on here is David Dahl. This was another big big surprise. So the Rockies cut tie- ties with David Dahl, uh, even though he had three years of club control, because David Dahl t- turns 27 in April. He's a former All-Star. All-Star just, you know, a year ago in 2019. But even that year, he only played 100 games. He's just been injured his whole career. I mean, he was injured in the minors. He's been injured when he came up to the bigs. I mean, this year was also another injury-riddled season. So he's played only 264 games since he made his debut in July 2016. So the Rockies decided it was time to let him go because he just hasn't been healthy. He's injury-prone. Archie Bradley was also non-tendered by the Reds. So he's been one of the more consistent relievers in the National League over the past four years, and the Reds non-tendered him just three months after trading for him, and you know, I mean he's gonna have he's gonna have options. He's gonna have options because he has a 2.95 ERA since 2017, and he's excelled in a bunch of late inning roles. He's in the top tier of relievers on this free agent market. He'll be just fine because um, you know Bradley had a 4.1 million dollar salary this year, and. Um, yeah, he'll get at least that. If, he'll get more than that on the free agent market for sure. Michael Franco, the third baseman. So this is the second straight year he's been non-tendered. He was let go by the Phillies last December, and then now the Royals have let him go. You know, he delivered everything the Royals could have hoped for on his one-year, two-point nine five million dollar deal. He played in all sixty games. He hit eight homers with seven seventy-eight OPS. He was a positive clubhouse guy during a tough season, but. His salary for the fourth year of arbitration projected to be more than what the Royals wanted him to pay, which sent him back to free agency once again. Third base is not deep. Like the market for third third baseman isn't deep this winter. So Michael Franco should get some interest from teams who need a third baseman. And last but not least, we have Travis Shaw. So just like Michael Franco, this is the second time in 12 months that he has been non-tendered. I mean, So the Brewers let Travis Shaw go last year, and then he signed a one-year $4 million deal with the Blue Jays, hoping for a bounce-back year. He was better. You know, he he had 717 OPS compared to what he had 551 in Milwaukee the previous year, but not good enough for Toronto to bring him back. And um, yeah, Shaw turns 31 in April, but he did top 30 homers in both 2017 and 2018, so he could get another shot at that bounce-back season, given the fact that third base is a shallow market, like I said. So... Basically, in conclusion, I'm just going to say that this should make it very clear how much of a business Major League Baseball is. Like some of the guys I just mentioned are coming off of strong years, yet they were still cut. And it was done, they were cut strictly because of money, because teams want to save money. Like these, like businesses just see their labor, their employees as numbers on a spreadsheet. That's just the unfortunate reality of, of the world we live in. And Major League Baseball is absolutely no exception to that. So just a little glimpse of what that, what that looks like. There's just more evidence of that. But it is what it is. That's all I've got for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.